Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hey there, I am so thrilled to introduce you to our incredible guest today, Alex Golden. Alex is the founder of Zesty with her business partner, Megan, and together they help people transform their lives faster and with more ease and compassion for themselves in the process. So the theme in the Legacy Lounge this month is connection. So I've asked Alex to join us to talk about the importance of connection because, of course, you hear me talk about connection all the time, connecting with our legacy brands, connecting to our ideal clients, connecting in community. But just as important, we need to understand how to connect with ourselves. So we're going to talk about all the things today. Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So a little side note as well for those of you tuning in here today. Uh, Alex and Megan are also friends of mine and past clients. We actually created and developed their brand and website recently. So we have all of that going for us too. And upon that journey, when I met Megan and Alex in a mastermind, they are just such amazing humans. And then as they transform their own work, I've seen the work that they're doing with women specifically. And that's, again, why I asked Alex to come on and talk about connection today. So Alex, as we dive in, I'd love for you to share just anything else you want to about who Zesty is, what you do, but also like your journey and how you got to the place where you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. And and now thanks to you, you know, from our rebrand, we we can say Zesties. Um, you know, we're the we're the mullets of transformation, as Megan and I like to joke. We did uh I love you know, it. it's all um transformation on the front, party in the back kind of vibe around here. So we like to keep it fun, keep it light, because at the end of the day, transforming into person the person that we most wanna be and getting uh, ourselves the results that we want in life and to impact and change the world in the way that many leaders desire to is no easy task. And so bringing love, fun, friendship, connection, joy, that's our jam. So I love that we're having this conversation. Thanks so much for having us. Um, yeah. This process came out of a lot of pain for, for us. We didn't start this, start where we are by a long shot. 
we've been working together for close to 10 years. We like to say we met online dating, but it was really on Instagram. We just kept running into each other back when Instagram would show the whole feed, like everything you posted. Yeah. And we kept running into each other and ended up emailing each other on the same night, actually. (laughs) Wow. I never knew that. I know, right? It's actually very magical. And um, those emails have now been immortalized into a puzzle that I made for Maggie for one of her birthdays um, and with our picture. So our our relationship runs deep and, and is a not only a cornerstone of the business identity, but really in our own lives, we're um, big installments in each other's lives so it was a very very cool meeting um on on instagram but really what it was is that we both she has a very similar story to me but long story short we were pros at living the checkbox life we were kids that got the memo pretty early that if you behave and do the things that people praise you for and like then it was assumed that then everybody would like you, you would have success and life would be good and you'd be happy. Mm. Oh, is that sounding familiar, Tiffany? <laughs> yep. hundred <laughs> percent. I think so many of us can, you know, relate to that. Right. And so as I kind of forced myself to do that, um, I was a relatively normal kid. I did have trauma from childhood, but you know, in my mind, I was like, who doesn't? <laughs> so I was going along and I was actually a piano performance major starting when I was uh, went to college at 17. And when I started going there, the um, I started having pelvic pain. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, I started to have it generalized as it sometimes can do with the central nervous system. And I began to have pain all over my body. I can have clothes touch my skin. I can wear, I can sit down, especially in something like jeans. I can, if someone came and patted my shoulder, sque- gave me a squeeze on my arm, I just have that burning handprint for like six hours or into the next day. And I began to struggle from I kind of made the transition from kid even though I'd had cramps really bad from the day one and all that stuff but I made that transition from kid to adult but it was like the only adult version that I knew was riddled with pain and so as I went and I struggled I saw many 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 providers and doctors and meds and all sorts of stuff and a couple years in I just being the the type of human I am, I was like, you know what? (laughs) No one else is going to figure this out. Why don't I figure it out? So I went to med school, went to residency, did anesthesia, became an interventional pain doctor. And, you know, that's what I, part of the time, that's what I do today. But with that checkbox life of like, it was good. I told myself the story of like, if, if this is how pain is treated, there's more that can be done. There's more ways to help people. And, you know, that did pan out. <laughs> that theory absolutely panned out. There's a lot more to do, but it didn't exactly happen the way that I anticipated. And um, by the time that Megan and I met, I was well on a journey of more bringing in functional medicine into my already conventional medicine experiences. I had already done. Uh, you know, acupuncture, chiropractic care, all of that stuff. And I was 
helping myself with functional medicine and starting to create free content just teaching. I was already a doctor and, um, or I was on, on the path. And here we are, we met on Instagram and she's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She had a huge hormone crash after the birth of her first baby, as -hmm. many women do. And she was on her healing journey with functional medicine and has started a one-on-one coaching business as an FDNT. And when we met, we were essentially in the women's health space for anybody struggling with their body, not able to get the kind of care and the results that they were looking for uh, in conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. And we did that over years where we did cycle work. We, We got really, really high level and we began to work with like hundreds and thousands of people. Tiffany, you, you know, um, you saw that in real time. We were part yeah. of the mastermind that you were part of, like mm-hmm. just that everybody and uh, could, could see and people would, would really say like our testimonials would say like, gosh, this is the thing that I needed in my business. Like this is the, the secret weapon in business because a foundation of health is a springboard for everything else when half your month or part of your month is knocked down and you're it's subpar that springboard is not there Absolutely. and and people feel that and of course there is there can be so much blame and judgment and and guilt and all sorts of stuff that happens there in response to that and and we began to really see that and and to that actually started a whole conversation between kind of between us and the world of getting feedback. <clears throat> As we went then, we began to work together and we said, well, instead of one at a time, let's do groups. And we, we move forward. That is how we've, we ended up helping a lot of people, but what was an, an issue is that even with all of the, physical body stuff that was happening, testing, all of that. There were some people that it all worked for. And then there were some people that did everything and it didn't. And there were some people that said, I want to do everything, but I can't seem to make myself. Mm -hmm. And we we just began to notice such a pattern because the people who didn't get better would be like, nothing ever works for me. Right. Right. And we, and over time, a pattern began to emerge of, of what people were saying to us and who got results. And then concurrently to that, was that we began to have have the awareness that someone could, it, like this was from the physical body, that the brain was actually the determinant of what the body did, like the state that it created. And then all our actions flowed from that state. And so as we began to see those two things, and added a third one where the women who did get better, which was, there was a lot, <laughs> there the was a majority, they would still come back and say, okay, this is awesome. I feel amazing. And what's next? <laughs> How do I go out and help the world? How do I do something with it? 
<laughs> and we're, I mean, honestly, with that whole thing, we said, gosh, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> we don't have anything, but um, time after time, after time, after time, it kept happening to the point where, and sometimes this is how it happens in business. People started offering to pay us for things. And uh, like, hey, I know you don't normally do this, but I don't see that you guys are doing it in your own. Can you still coach me, right? And so over time, the, the call began to be very clear to us that the difference that was emerging was the thoughts, the thoughts that someone was saying. So now with the physical body, we began to add the mental body. Right? Mm -hmm. And we noticed that in some of the narratives, the mental body, there was so much chaos happening there that there was translating over even to the spiritual or energetic body as in, I feel so disempowered and confused by all this. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand my purpose. I don't know what all this is for, right? Mm -hmm. And so with that, we just kept adding resources, you know, every time we just got certified and learned new things, read more books, signed up from our courses, we have a standing, we invest quarterly, and that's how it is. And we decided to get NLP, hypnosis, life coaching, and quantum time technique certified. And Megan went with you. Yes. In that round. That I went a little bit later. <laughs> right. And from there, once we got certified, we were like, oh, all of these things that people are saying, like nothing ever works for me as instructions to the central nervous system. We were like, oh my goodness, that is why the supplements or the stuff doesn't work, right? If the instructions from the mental body and the brain then get translated to the rest of the physical body of do you absorb stuff, do you use stuff, do you then if the answer is no, then, oh my goodness, right? And so we saw the possibility there. And what that implied is if you can do it in health, you can do it anywhere. So mm -hmm. then it started to blow off the kind of the limitations we saw on is health really separate from anything else? And it was throughout this period of time where we began to see that as what how we were living when people would ask us what we were doing, we got to distill it down to seven steps for transformation. And over the years, as we've lived these steps and interacted with these steps, taught them time and time again, no matter who I talk to, an athlete, a physical therapist, a um, fighter pilot, doesn't matter. When you talk to them, they all say the same thing. Oh, those are the like they recognize the steps. They're like, oh, even though I wouldn't think of them in this wording per se, that is how I change. And so we created a framework that can be rinse and repeat for any sort of transformation work. And what we found in putting all of that together was that the world was missing a really crucial piece and no one was talking about it especially at the time. Nowadays, the conversation has been started and, you know, we've been part of that. But what we found was that it is very, very easy to take all of that and to say, okay, you're right. If it's identity level work of who do I want to be so that I empower myself to decide that, whatever it is currently, and then begin to have resources 
to actually live out those results that I say I want in real time and to do it in a way that feels supported, loving, fun, and connected to me. Because that's what people like. That's what they actually want. That whole checklist thing that didn't pan out <laughs> for me, my body was like literally uh, separating itself from itself. The chronic pain was my body was fragmented. Mm-hmm. And as that healing happened, we realized that a missing piece was the emotional body. That was the thing that no one was talking about. And even within NLP certifications and all of those things, it was really easy to kick back into the land of toxic positivity of let me gaslight the parts of myself that struggle with this thing that I've been wanting and haven't had and make myself think positively and pick, do the visualization and I'll get there anyway. Right. And what we found was that, yeah, you could shore up the belief, but sometimes with that, whatever was going on there was not available then to transform because the other parts of who someone was were like, Hey, I'm over here. I'm trying to speak. And why are you speaking over me? Right. It's like, yes, I want to go make the organic meal from scratch because that's part of my healing journey for the physical body. But when I hear my partner and my kids laughing and squealing and playing games in the living room while I do that and I feel grief that I'm missing out on that love and connection, how long do you think someone's going to do that? Totally. And we began to, that's when, that's when the rubber hit the road for us. So, After that, we had already had so many wins, you know, our our physical bodies were doing much better. We were really cruising along. The business was growing. Lots of people were coming for help. What we realized, putting all four bodies together, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, was that we actually created the lot for ourselves personally. And like for me and my story, what you heard it completely resolved the pain, bringing that inner unity together within myself resolved all the pain. And really along the way, that checkbox life that I had created did crumble. I will say that. So was that fun? No, Mm -hmm. but it was through that crumble that we created a lot of the content for the emotional body that we teach today. And so at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back and I wouldn't have it any other way because without an emotional compass to answer our own internal questions about what is best for us, what we want, what makes us feel good and all of that, there is no life of empowerment. There is no life of leadership because you got to listen to other people to tell you what you need to do or what's right. Yeah. And with that piece, once we got up and running, I mean, it was it was game over from there. I mean, for us, the the stuff didn't stop. I mean, I never ended up going into menopause. I had been told at 27 that I wouldn't have kids and I was going to menopause. That did not happen. Um, had also been diagnosed with celiac disease, which as an MD, I can the teaching is that it's permanent. You don't make an enzyme. Well, I figured, hey, I carry the genes to make the enzyme. They're just not expressed now, but I don't see why they couldn't be. About a year and a half later, I could eat gluten again. Um, and, and you know, even with 
with all the um, everything that happened with the checkbox crumble with not being told I couldn't have kids or that really impacting my marriage, ultimately ending up going through a divorce and now, uh, you know, sharing five kids with, part- with my partner that I'm crazy about. Um, mm-hmm. It's all been the same seven steps. <laughs> and all of that came from putting these four things together. And it's been the most magical ripple effect that I could have even seen. And it's not even done yet. <laughs> so stay tuned, but yes, it just keeps getting better and better. No, that is so true. Like you said, I met you ladies when you're really focusing on the health portion and <clears throat> it's been awesome to watch the transition and to be a part of it in some senses. Like you said, I I was also at the same NLP training and the reason I joined was for transformation because I love that you talked about identity work, right? Because finding out who we truly are is the first part of the process. And so that goes within any transformation work, but that's really why I was so interested in it because as a brand, you have you are the identity of the brand, right? Or in your case, it's you and Megan together, but it's so mm-hmm. key to everything. And so I loved, absolutely, you know, realizing that um, how we can weave it into our own businesses and how you ladies took it just a step further by thinking outside the box, like you get the training. Okay. That's cool. And a lot of people will go and do just that the way they were taught. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that, but when you can make something new and create something new, it really disrupts everything else. Right. And so that's really why I wanted to talk about the connection piece today, because there's so many it's like woven through everything, right? Connecting to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you connect, you know, people help connect with their clients. Cause I know you serve a lot of other um, people doing similar work that couldn't get their clients results. So it's, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. And I think then the last thing I'll say is for this piece is the emotional piece. I think so many of us are disassociated with our emotional body because like you said, we're doing the checkbox thing and there's so much happening in the world that it's easier to just turn it off than to get in touch with our emotions. I know that's something that I've been working through myself um, because I think we're taught to like turn that off at an early age. And a lot of women, especially, you know, I remember you know, people telling me, you know, you're too sensitive and that type of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn this off. I had no idea that had happened until later in life. Right. So, um, it's, Oh, absolutely. I think you're right. I think it's, it is part and parcel. And this is why what's cool about this is that I used to, I really did used to wonder like, what was wrong with me? Right. I could kind of just be like, I'm not, I'm not like other people. I'm not, I don't see things the same way. I'm not in agreement. I, I, I just, it it was just very confusing what was happening. And I do think that the putting it all together was the first time I got to see that it is my identity everywhere. So what I do at at work and in business and at home. And when I'm alone, 
there's common threads throughout the whole thing, right? There's things that I think about myself and things that I allow, like I didn't have enough clarity because I didn't have boxes to put, like I, I didn't have a way to break things down when I felt bad. It was just all the like, ah, something's bad and I'm freaking out, right? But when I when we began to work in this way, what I saw was that you could have one experience that you don't like and break it down. It's like, okay, what was my physical body doing? What was I thinking at the time? What emotions followed then? Can I come up with some, it, you know, with repression that's real in the subconscious mind, there's a lot to unpack about the emotional body. That could be a different episode if you would like, but <laughs> the, um, for emotional processing one most people are not because it starts so early and I had the same thing you're too much you're too loud you're too this you're too that and you start to peel yourself off well those parts of you don't get left behind they come with you they're just behind a wall and that's what creates that fragmentation and so mm -hmm. up front we gotta say what was I feeling and what did that do to my spiritual body? What resonance did that have in the template that creates all of the rest of me? And so and to break that down and to have clarity on what's happening there and then to have resources for each thing that's going on and aspects of you, that to us is what empowerment looks like. It's knowing yourself so well, how to actually break down things that are happening figure out what you want to do and then provide yourself relief. And that, in our opinion, is what builds that foundation of stand on where you don't need to live the checkbox life. You decide what you want. You decide how you want to have it. You move forward and you keep putting one foot in front of the other until you have it in a way that you like doing it. That's really what it looks like. The only reason, in my opinion, that people don't do it as much as they want is that they don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. Really, we're a resource company. Yeah. We don't tell anybody how they want to change. All we are looking for is the leaders out in the world who want to make a ripple effect, who want to do that faster, who raise their hand. Because if we give them the resources for all four bodies, they'll go run with it. There is absolutely no opinion that we have because who we work with are thought leaders. These are people who look at in the world and say, I can see things a little bit differently. And sometimes we know that because the emotional compass goes off in the form of that hurt me. And when we say compassionate habit transformation is our, you know, twice a year, two day event. <clears throat> That's our introductory cost thing. Very, very for $199 for two full days of transformation. We could easily charge $2,000, but people need this info, right? Yep. They start at habits, and really that's one of the last steps in the transformation process. It comes after identity, not before. But in, 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 those, in all of those ways, thought leaders differentiate themselves because they recognize someone doing things in a way that's new and that makes sense to them. So often that is where the kind of the lighter recognition goes out and people are like, oh, wow, if I actually could, we teach frameworks like how to talk to yourself without beating yourself up or sounding like your mom, depending on what your mom was like, right? Those things we don't even talk about as adults. That would be awesome to learn when you're a kid. And Absolutely. but really that's what we do because as then 
people know how to handle themselves. You don't need to beat yourself up. That compassionate habit transformation means I get to love myself the way that I am. I also get to love myself recognizing what I may want to change and improve. And I love myself enough to see that through and experience the goodness from it. Like the full gamut of I create the life that I want. And, and there are people talking about that, but there is no one that we have ever found that talks about it in as resource of a comprehensive way, where it's like no part of you should be left unattended in our mind. So yeah, that's one. Because you'll never then, become a whole person, you know, you never really truly step into that identity. So that makes so much sense. Totally. It kind of just reinforces the fragmentation the same way people are like, yeah, my health is over here, but let me get my money right. Or my marriage might suck, but let me get my money right. Because if we Mm -hmm. didn't argue about money, then we'd be fine. That is never pans out the way people tell themselves do. And I think, right, I wish it did, but no, I didn't. That didn't work out. But that compassionate piece, there's so many times where it's like you're hurting and you, you feel like you have an idea. I understood that the emotional body was important. Yet in my life, everybody was saying, hey, Alex, you're, you're in your fields too much. You got to set where you're going. You got to do the vision and don't take your eyes off it. And, you know, just push on through. And I was like, I am dying on the inside. I have no idea what you're even talking about. And so, but even though that hurts, at the time, and I do think that that's where thought leaders often find themselves in a mere moment that says, this reflection hurts me a lot. From there, that's often what points us in the direction of what the world needs, right? From that pain can become the transformation of alchemizing it into what's good for the world, what's good for us, what's good for someone else, and what's good for the world. We call it the (laughs) win-win-win. But as we we do those things, it just, it allows us to multitask in so many different ways. Like the ripple effect is unparalleled because as we take our identity into all of our lives and then we help someone else see that and role model it and teach resources and take it out that ripple effect is going to just speed up and speed up and speed up and that to us is also a a missing piece that's not talked about there's too many people talking about you know learning patience and learning to wait and kind of sitting tight and not overreaching and we don't agree like life will life enough without our input on that. And we all know that that's going to happen. And then we all know that sometimes things are going to get jumbled. We're going to have a delay on, on what we want. Those are the times that you will automatically ask of you to develop things, something like patience. Why for the rest of it, though, are we encouraging people to just sit there and not have what they want? Really, at our, our whole point is that you don't have to deal with a lot of the negative things like the frustration and the doubt and the lack of faith and whatever if you get what you want faster right and so all of those things that you're talking about you're not getting out of those because they are built into the system they come along 
but to interject more of that, to have people not seeing themselves as a powerful co-creative force, as in we know we're not in control of everything, but we can see that in whatever way that life slices at us, then we can make choices back. That's how we even the playing field. And the more resourced we are, the more unified we become, the more centralized our personal power becomes. What you say and what you do and what you decide has more oomph because you don't have to simultaneously feel bad about not reaching the goal and then still try to shove it down and be positive about it, right? That's at least splitting your your personal power into half, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get as much done, but that the work that we do for unity is so worthwhile because in part, our energetic body, our spiritual body has that functionality and our effect is greater. You can do less stuff and get the same result, or you can do more stuff and have an even bigger result. But that point, at that point, it's up to you. And, there's no limitations on you anymore when someone's there, but you just get to decide and go. Mm, yeah. So good. And I love that you talked, you know, how that affects thought leaders specifically, because, you know, as you and Megan have the business, I have the business, we're surrounded with other business owners typically. And you see this so often or where like social media, everything looks great, but then, you know, behind the scenes, you see people and they're kind of a mess. And so I think it's, this work is so important because like you said, if you're in business, unless you're in it, just, you know, like money hungry, and we're not even going to go there. We're just going to talk about like people who actually want to make the ripple effect, make a difference, then that's what you're there for. Well, if those things are holding you back, it's normally subconscious, like you said, why wouldn't you want to change that, right? Why wouldn't you want to transform the best you can so you can make the biggest impact? Because like you said, it can be like your story is amazing how you went through that and you had that cracking. I've had similar stories that I won't share just due to time, and I, but I've shared before And it's not, it's not always fun, but would you rather have that and staying in that or moving through it and then getting to the other side and then empowering more people? Like that's a hundred percent where I agree with everything that you're saying is that's where the magic's at. Right. And those of us who can take that on, it's just a whole different ball game. And I, I feel like, you know, there's, I could probably talk for hours and we don't have too much time left. The last thing I, know, I want you to talk and I about, like this. <laughs> the last thing well, I want I to let, talk about is the whole, one thing. Oh yeah. Um, with, with what you're saying, I think it's really important. I think that people are scared of the, the pain that they feel and kind of uh, unlocking parts of themselves. So I offer mm-hmm. this visual to people because I think it really helps is that when you're in something misaligned to you and you're forcing yourself to be in places where you have to split yourself to function um, and, and kind of be authentic and, and lie, quite frankly, and whatever. In that space, um, you, you kind of feel like you're dying. Like in your 
soul, you, you, you feel the effects of the fragmentation and people are like, I'm just not happy. Right. They're like, I, yeah, I look around, I say, this is all the stuff I want, but I cannot say I wake up happy or mm-hmm. that I enjoy this or that I find fulfillment in this. There's just something wrong. There's something wrong, whatever it is, different flavors, they all come in and there's just something wrong. And when that process happens and that pain starts to come, it does freak people out. What I will put to you is that what I knew was happening within me is that that pain began to create a crack within myself. And as that gap widened and I began to see through the other side, the other side of me were, that was all the other parts of me that I had shoved down. Mm-hmm. So it's not that that's the fear. You think you're dying. You're just seeing yourself for the first time. And now those parts of me that I had kind of walled off behind there, no, they were pissed, right? They were not, this was not like a kumbaya moment for me. <laughs> okay. But, but on the other hand, that's what's on the other side. And so it's really kind of when people talk about a death and rebirth, that actually is fairly accurate in what's happening. And when you look at how that, all these, the body, four bodies translates to the physical apparatus, like the car we're driving around, then we see all that, all of this is patterned in the neural networks and the brain. So it's, it's really true where that, that pain feels scary, but in some ways it's an illusion because once that cracks open, you you really get to find healing. And are there times where that's tough and you have to make decisions that don't feel easy and, and are like new and familiar, scary? Yes, of course. But the life of a leader always has those things. You're always going to be looking for more opportunities to be a thought leader. If that's who you are, then you be that, right? You, there's no stopping that. And so if that's the case anyways, at least what you find along the way is as that healing and the unity happens, you get the results you want. So your life looks better and better and better and better. And people are always kind of like the coaching assistants that come for to um, help assist at subsequent level ones and level twos and things always say they're like it's amazing that you are rewriting the signature talk your kind of introduction every single time and that's because by the time we do it next it's like oh better short the story because a lot has happened we don't have six months go by where our life doesn't change drastically in the way that we want Mm. This is not an option because we decided it's not an option. I don't want to live that life, so we're good. And so are there bumps in the road? Yeah, but at this point, I'm kind of like, if I know that's what it looks like, it's a matter of getting the resources I need at any given time. And that is one of the reasons that if I have any issues, the first thing I'm doing is getting help for it. Because there's always a coach, an expert, a book, a something where someone has talked about it or something like it. And a thought leader can take many different resources and put it together in a new way too. So if it doesn't exist that in the world, great, you get to create it. And more than likely, if that's your path, you'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars from something that you create that people need out in the world. So why not? Yeah, so true. And I think that's why like in some ways we're called, you know, we're called to this, 
work, just like you ladies were called to that specific work. I was called to the branding work, but it's interesting the, the like parallels between it. Cause I always talk about like the messy middle mm-hmm. and the branding when you're trying to figure out your identity, it's so similar to what you're speaking about, but yours is really on the holistic level of your entire life. And so what I really mm-hmm. love is that the work you're doing is so key because yes, people can have a business. You can have an amazing brand. You can have amazing messaging. Like those are the things I help you with. But if you're not embodied and you're not able to navigate um, life and create what you want, then it doesn't really matter if you have those things and you're not enjoying it to circle back to what you were saying. So well, absolutely. Yeah. People can smell inauthenticity from oh. a world away. Absolutely. Like basically, our identity has to be for real. What we teach has to be that. And so you can hear in our business, it's, it's, we undertook a tall order. Like if you really think about it, finding inner unity is what we're all here for. And that's what we stand on in our business. So have we had to do a lot of work and have we transformed at an accelerated pace that the other people are not going to choose that pace at? Yes, because really the only reason anybody's going to ever, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I, I like what she's saying. The only reason you would think that is because you know that if you showed up at my house and you woke me up at 2 a.m. in the morning, you asked me questions, I would answer in this exact same way you would see in my life, the the vision boards, the the goals, the notebooks I have, the books next to the bed, the um, the hypnosis tower like the speaker thing uh, that's used for hypnosis that night right that identity tracks out and people can see and that's why I really am very transparent about who I am not everybody's into it but not everybody has to be because I'd rather just tell you what I still have to work on than feeling like I need to hide it because Mm -hmm. whenever I feel like I need to hide it that fragments me from me it's not worth it to me I'd rather have someone go, well, she shouldn't be like that and just and go away than <laughs> me do it, right? 100%. So, so that's where we, it really does, we can do a lot. Marketing is magical. Branding, super magical. It's, you can't not do it. On the other hand, having beautiful branding where you're not living the stuff that you say that that won't work either it's kind of just like changing your outfit when you want to change your body that they're just not the same thing like it's always an option but did you accomplish what you said you know you can answer that one depending on what you want but it's the same thing we the identity of who we are has evidence and that evidence is in everything that we do and business is everyone always says isn't that the most the most fertile ground for self-development absolutely <laughs> your crap uh, back in your face so yeah in business to me it is authenticity and my it's hard to know when I'm working and I'm not working because at the end of the day if I don't identify something in my life where I need to have a conversation with someone or I need to work on something or I have the awareness of like oh this layer of my trauma is available next for me to work on then me trying to do business work at the expense of that will always be out of order. So I kind of get, it helps me get 
at my priority straight of where I need to get, spend my time for the biggest effect. Because then from that springboard, if everything flows from us and who we're being, it's going to go that much faster. And people always ask us, like, how do you have 19 seasons um, on the podcast when you've only been doing it a couple of years? How do you guys have 300 blog posts? How do you have, you know, all your emails written and whatever? We have all those things because when the alignment happens, it comes through you. Mm. And that thought leadership moves you. You don't move it. And so that's why for me, it's like, be the person, you'll do the stuff faster than you can sit around and have writer's block. So totally. I, it really is such a magical thing. And, um, you know, experiences teach words can't but at least we can shine the light with the use of our words and say hey this exists over here you don't have to do this, this other thing that may be statistically more common but if it doesn't feel good to you don't do it be a leader live your own life I'm for real with that like just do it <laughs> and even if you kind of have to figure stuff out along the way you'll feel better not fragmenting from you Absolutely. Awesome. Well, again, I could talk to you all day about these things, but just be mindful of the time. I have one last question for you, which I can never not ask because, you know, we're all about legacy, legacy brands, legacy communities, and living our legacy now, which I think is so aligned with everything that you're saying, right? Like all of the, all of the work that you're doing in yourself just allows you and that you help women do allows you then to step into your legacy. So I would just love to ask you, what does legacy mean to you specifically? And why do you think it's important? Yeah, to me, legacy is the art of translating thought leadership from someone's system like they're all four bodies out into the world that takes on its own life so if I were to define it in my viewpoint then that's what legacy means to me that means that my job is to be that and to show the leadership in my life and who I am because that means that I will do that in my business, but I will also do it when I'm sleeping, when I go to the store and I talk to the clerk, when I um, go to the pharmacy, when I am at the park with kids, all of those things become a way for me to be a thought leader because I'm being a thought leader everywhere. Hmm. And, and so that's why it's like, oh, okay, I'm not working this weekend, so I can't get it done. I'm not moving my legacy forward. I never want to have that thought because it bugs me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't believe it even. And so that is as the ripple effect happens, the life of its own as other leaders and other humans begin to see the value in their own lives of applying it. No, the concept cool, but application is everything. So as they begin to live it, as they begin to teach it to their kids, as they like, I would love for people in the next generation to be teaching their kids how to talk to themselves kindly, Mm -hmm. right? As that happens, that's how we'll leave a legacy. 
there may never be attributes to us, right, in that way, because that's foundation. You're not going to be like, hey, let me talk to yourself. <laughs> and we don't care. That's not the point. Right. <laughs> to make it so integrated and organic, it's just part of the world. It's just, it, it, has, it takes on its whole life and breath and people interact with it however they want. And what in my, this, this gets a little complicated because then at this point, this is where the spiritual discussion of what's happening in the energy world gets a lot more important. It gets a lot more insightful. And of course, for um, that's a whole nother discussion because I've had a lot of uh, training and, and exposure with that. But my understanding is that it, this is a collaborative universe. So our ripple effect will meet other ripple effects and it will morph into things that we can't yet see and that we don't know and that likely don't exist. Mm -hmm. But as we in real time make decisions on who we're being, we will determine how good that's going to be. So in my opinion, crucial to talk legacy because talking legacy ensures that we'll actually get there is going to take all of us working together to create that. And the more that we can resource people, then more people will move. And that is so key. So anybody sitting that they're like, Oh my God, why is the world like this? This really stinks. I wish it was like this after COVID. Cool. That is amazing awareness. And it's time to do something about it. We've been kind yeah. of pointing fingers and playing around and everyone's like, who's going to go? Us. Let's do this, <laughs> right? Let's go and let's change the world and let's take action. And if there's something within you keeping yourself from taking those steps, it's really just a matter of resources. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh my gosh. Yep. I could go off on a whole nother tangent about all of that because like you said, it's, it's up to us. Like nobody else is going to do it. We need to the, you know, the quote, we be the change that you want to see in the world. And so that's why, you know, you do what you do, why I do what I do. And yes, maybe we're not going to change the world like hundred percent by ourselves, but like, exactly like you said, when we all come together with the resources, with the tools, that's, what's going to make the difference. I love that. So to wrap yeah. up here, let's, um, you have the habit event in January. So maybe tell us a little bit more about that. I'll put a link for that for anybody that's like, yes, this sounds perfect. I need, um, support with this. I'll put that down in the show notes. Um, so yes, tell us a little bit about yes, that absolutely. and then we can wrap it up for today. Absolutely. So the compassionate habit event, um, is all about starting the process for transformation. It's a two day resourcing up endeavor where you will leave having made a massive leap in your empowerment and your decision compa making capacity in the world to figure out how you want to translate your identity into everyday habitual actions, thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. So that is any part, any time that you have been like, I just, I say I want to do it and I don't, or I stick with it for a little bit and I fall off, or I do it for a while, but then it does, still doesn't stick, even if I do it for a couple of years. I still fall off. I still feel bad. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. Any and all of those, you should be at the event because it's only it, right now it's 199. 
So really, really affordable. And that is because in our understanding, it is not right to let people feel so bad about themselves when it comes to habits. Like that topic has been, I don't know how many years we're going to make people feel bad about their new year's resolutions like you should just try harder mm. i'm like how long are we going to do this it is cruel in some ways so really at that point we really just need to understand what does each of our four bodies need to be resourced in order to behave the way that we say that we want and there those are just there are real concrete answers there that is not some nebulous topic and so that is a two-day event. It's quite intensive, two full days, but it's it's a true transformation experience. And so the women that have gone through it, and we're starting to have men, we just really only had women historically. We want to work with everybody. Um, any and everybody is welcome. Just historically, we've had women, and so we, we're kind of still on the tail end of that, but it's, it's rapidly changing because we want it to. The... Uh, that portion then the the ripple effects from those days people are coming back being like awesome I did that what's next and so often people will go to that and then um, go to be truly resourced up across the board in our level one level twos and mentorship experiences and so at when people there the all the thought leaders really the question for you is you know are you good on the resourcing and if you need more resources, as in something still feels hard, then check out the two-day event. That's definitely for you. And then all of our levels are the more that you are going to do in the world, the more you'll have to be resourced. Because even if you don't need it, someone's going to come along and need something that you don't need. Mm -hmm. And so for that, we have people go through all of our levels and we even have people come who are already they already paid to be NLP and hypnosis life coach certified and they pay again because that we do things so differently that they're like no I actually want all those resources so definitely check those out we'll put those all in the show notes and then we have our own podcast as well um becoming zesty we got 19 seasons of good stuff so Check yeah. that out if you are looking for resources today. Yes. And don't forget the website, becomingzesty.com, which we just created for you ladies. Um, super beautiful, super fun. But yeah, you can access the podcast there. You can access um, all the information about um, everything that Alex was just talking about, learn more about them. And I think you have other resources there too. So that's um, the other thing, again, becoming zesty, we'll put that in the show notes too. So perfect. Yes. Well, thank you again, thank Alex, you so um, for Yay. being here today. This was so amazing. So fun. And, uh, just looking forward to seeing, we'll have to do this again in like a year or so and, and see what has transformed since then. Because like you said, if you're not evolving, then you're not, you know, stepping into your identity, stepping into your legacy and making a difference. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I guarantee changes in a year from now. So yeah. yeah. All it. right. Thanks again. And we will see you all soon. Hey, hey, Tiffany here. I would love to an extend an invitation. If you loved the theme this month around connection, we talked about Alex around connecting to yourself. 
But what about connecting to other business owners that have the same values and the same vision as you? I'd love to extend the invitation and invite you to the next Legacy Lounge Networking Mixer, where my past clients like Alex and Megan and amazing colleagues are all joining together, joining forces to network. So you may find your next business partner. You may next find your next client and or you may find partners to help promote your business. Now, this is only $17, which doesn't mean that it's for newbies at all. It's only for established business owners. However, when we talk about a rising tide raises all ships, we're in this to collaborate. I also think it's important that we're giving back. So we're going to donate all of the proceeds. My goal is to reach $500 of women buying $17 tickets. So we'll have a room full of really high level, amazing women to come together and we can also give back to an amazing cause. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, go ahead and check out the link for that below, along with the links for Alex's interview. And I hope I'll see you there. I would love to meet you in person if we're not already connected or reconnect with you then to take your business further because your net worth equals your net work. So this container is for you if you want to take your business to the next level and have fun while doing it because communities are the new social media. I don't know about you. I'm starting to really slow the scroll and stop being as present on social media. And I truly believe that coming together over Zoom in person, air quotes, is the best way to create our networks. So I hope to see you there. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.